0: Every which way, we're going with live. We're going with live. We're going live. We're live over here. We're live over there. We're live over here. We're live over there. Look at us both. We are live. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, welcome to streaming, evil live broadcast show, whatever you want to call it. Um, you might notice I have two different microphone setups because I am broadcasting from two different places tonight, uh, trying to to step up my game, although it takes so much longer to actually set it up, it's super annoying (laughs) to do this, but uh, I think it'll be well worth it. If you're watching from Facebook, join us on YouTube. Do not watch on Facebook, you should come to YouTube. We're waiting, um, because there's gonna be more stuff that you can't see on Facebook. So the Facebook is like telling you, hey, come to YouTube, come to YouTube, do not stay on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to be doing all my focusing here, so don't feel rude, that, or don't feel like I'm being rude to you by being over there when you should be over here. So come to YouTube now, please. Um, if you enjoy this content, please like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, that's the number one way that you could support the uh, creation of this content. Um, Freaking, man, I am so stoked about what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I can't even contain myself. Well, I can't. But um, yeah, like I said, please come over to the YouTube side of things to do that. Uh, How is everybody's weekend? Uh, Christmas is right around the corner. I'm so stoked for all the people that that celebrate Christmas. Uh, We, us Jews, the way we celebrate Christmas is we we eat Chinese food. It's just like, it's just like that movie, A Christmas Story, right? We eat Chinese food and then we go and see a movie, but because of COVID, we can't go and see a movie. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to watch a movie from the comfort of our home. You know, fortunately between Disney plus, you know, for the kiddies and HBO Max has come back to Roku boxes. I mean, there's an endless supply of content right at our fingertips. So I'm not Concerned about it, but uh, I'm really looking forward to some nice takeout Chinese food on Christmas Day because that's what that's what we do as Jews. It's wonderful, wonderful habit, wonderful practice. And uh, what's up, Kevin? How are you? I'm saying hi to Kevin. He's not on. He's on Facebook, not on the YouTube. Uh, Kevin, come join us on on YouTube instead. I'm not going to keep saying that. Once I start on the content, that's it. This is just we're warming up here. You know, it takes me a little while to. To warm up uh, today, we're we're sponsored today by Bowl and Basket Seltzer. Uh, I selected a nice Bowl and Basket. This is a Shoprite brand. Um, it's six. You can get six bottles for three dollars. You can't beat that. Uh, and this is a cherry v- vanilla flavor. It's really really good. Um, the all of my time has really been spent on. The basement. Whoa, we have our first crossover with Kevin. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Glad to have you here. See, you, you, Kevin, you're going to get the full side of things because you're on this side of the of the watch thing. It's funny, I have twice the amount, 50% more people are watching on uh, <laughs> Facebook than they are YouTube, which is not saying much. But, you know, again, just warming up, getting, getting everything lubricated and oiled. Again, if you're just joining us on Facebook, Please join us on YouTube instead so you can see all the graphics, everything. Okay. Literally am redundantly saying that over and over again. Uh, I will shut up. So yeah, I'm like redoing the basement right now. Pretty soon you're going to see a brand new setup here. Uh, Just sort of getting all that going, you know, Uh, once the new setup is, is ready. uh, I'm going to be recapturing all of the Lodi tapes. So the documentary for which this Facebook page and YouTube show and everything is all about is going to be, you know, we're going to, we're, we're, we're putting everything online is what I'm trying to say. Um, so that's going to be happening as well. Okay. Enough of the, uh, enough of that. What else can I, what else can I update you with while we get, uh, warmed up here? Um, you know, I feel really bad for Glenn. Uh, It seems that poor Uncle Glenn uh, cannot catch a break. It's like the guy just tries to do normal things. And what happens? You know, somebody, whether it's his girlfriend or whoever, they take a picture. And, you know, what's up, Eric Cruzzi? Wow. I don't know what's wow about what. Uh, Hope we, yes, there will be more on the stream. Well, yeah, eventually there will be. I think there will be more. I'm not concerned. This is, again, the show is is archived on YouTube. People watch it after the broadcast. That that doesn't bother me. Um, but it's nice to have a live, interactive group when you can get one. Um yeah, I just feel really bad for Glenn. Um, he just like it's like dudes wrapping presents. Just like, you know, with his girlfriend, girlfriend snaps a photo. Like totally, it's like that's what boyfriends and girlfriends do. They snap photos of each other, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, boom. <laughs> everybody who's into Misfit Samhane dancing is like, Oh my God, it's Glenn dancing and he's wrapping presents and he's barefoot. Look at Glenn dancing's toes, his toes. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I mean, I was dying when I saw the photo. It's a great photo. I love the photo. Um, really, really fantastic photo. Uh, it's just a shame, man. It's just a shame that like, dude can't get kitty litter. He can't, wash his jag he can't stack bricks in the front yard it's just it always gets it always gets him man he gets he gets got every time um but that's the price you pay when you are a cult of personality like Glenn Danzig it's just the way it is um come say comes up I guess <laughs> Kevin says just let dudes live yeah man <laughs> I mean really but at the same time you know I endlessly enjoy all of the memes that keep, uh, keep on Danzig. That group, they just man, they had some good ones for that. I, you know, that photo is going to live on the internet forever. You know, the the kitty litter photo has had some real staying power. The uh, Glenn Danzig getting, you know, uh, uh, assaulted by the dude from uh, whatever that band uh, that's had some obviously some 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 serious lasting power. But I think this photo is going to be here for quite a while. I think my favorite one was. Glenn on on a floating carpet uh, as he wraps a present. That was pretty great. That was pretty great. So I I I love it and I appreciate it. And at the same time, I feel kind of bad for this dude. I what can I say? You know, I feel bad. It's gotta that sucks. Uh, Okay. Um, Enough enough of that. Boy, it's been a crazy year. Can you believe that we've been doing this since March? We are on the this is the forty fourth episode. I keep like waiting to acknowledge how many episodes we've, we've done. And I was thinking 50 might be a good, good milestone. I was also really bummed. Uh, It looks like the piece of content that I originally wanted to do um, has been locked. There's the blog is locked. I cannot get on there. I cannot find the, uh, the, the content. Uh, It just really stinks. Um, It's, I, I, It was going to be a surprise. I was very excited to do it, and I can't get to it now. I have to try and write for permission in order to use it. Uh, Kevin, I don't understand what you mean by you're really late to this party. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, But, you know, that's what I like to do. I like to warm up a little bit. We warm up, get a little warmed up here. Uh, Boy. Okay. All right. Considering uh, considering I've only been here since like three to four weeks ago. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, man. We've been... Hey, I mean, I never thought I'd be doing this all the way till now. I didn't know how long I was going to do the show for But I mean, the show was just, you know, continued on. It's just like every week. It's like a it's like a challenge. It's like how many how can, can I find something new to talk about every week about this band? Like that was only around for this finite period of time. I'm Like every week I'm sweating bullets like, oh, my God, there's got to be more. And there is more. There's tons more. There, There's so much more. Um. This week, we are going to look at something scholarly. And again, for you guys on Facebook right now, I'm pointing at you, Facebookians. Go to YouTube because this is where the friggin' Oh, thanks, Bob. Bob says he likes the new do. Bob's on Facebook. You, you got to come to the YouTube side of things in order to see the content or else it's not going to work. Okay. Um. Yo, Eric, that's awesome. You found this and you're recommended. So this is your first show with us. You're gonna love this, man. Eric, you're gonna have such a good time. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have fun. It listen, the, the thing that's really cool about this show, and again, I, I have literally been stalling for 10 minutes now. The thing that's really cool about the show is that we always find something really unique and interesting, or we find a really unique, interesting angle uh, from which to pour over the misfits in the most nerdy way possible. I mean, this is a show for for fans of the Misfits and you know I am a a, a hardcore Misfits nerd and I nerd out. So that's what you're that's that's a dose of what you're gonna get. Okay, let me share the thing. Oh no I need to add it to the stream. Boom there it is. Look at what we got here. This is this is Teenager Samars, a corpus stylistic analysis of Misfits lyrics. What? Again, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook you can't see what we see on YouTube. you got to go to the YouTube in order to be able to participate in conversation and to see what we are looking at. So, all right. So here's the thing about before before we launch before we launch into it. Um, so one of the best one of the coolest things about the Misfits, besides there's a lot of things that are really cool about the Misfits. Right. You have there's the image. There's the, the DIY aspect aspects. Um, there's, there's the incorporation of comic book. <laughs> Is that, he? oh, Eric, Eric, buddy, you, you should really dig into this channel to get, you'll get an answer to that question, Eric, if you dig into this channel, just go look at my Michael Graves episode of my Dr. Chad episode and look at my, uh, Michael, you, you'll find it. I, I'm not going to get into it now, Eric, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not even going to answer that question, Eric. I'm sorry. I can't, I know you're a newcomer, but not going to go there. Um, so what's so interesting about the misfits is there are no, I have not Kevin, Kevin, I have not, we're going to do that. we got to do that for sure. All right. All right. All right. We're focusing now focused. No more questions about that stuff until whatever. I'm not going to acknowledge comments until I get through my little spiel. There's so many cool things to love about the misfits, right? You have the image you have they they're, they have the, the biker, the motorcycle jackets, they wear all black, they have these really cool hairdos, uh, they're mysterious, they're from New Jersey, um, you know, they were around, like it's the same band, but it's like four or five different bands within the same band, you know what I mean? Like there are all these like reasons to really love, the music is wonderful. Um, you have the uh, very simple, it's like very simple music um, with with this incredible voice that surfs on top of the music, I, I like to say it's you know it's it, whatever it's like it's like three chord rock and roll with buzz saw guitars uh, over crooning melodic vocals surfing uh, with cl- crooning melodic vocals surfing on the bed of of this buzz you know buzz guitar rock you know very much like the Ramones very much like the Damned. You know, a lot of it's not it's not like like there's a lot of stuff that's come before uh, before you get the Misfits. You know, it's not the Misfits did not originate what it is that they do. But the, what the Misfits have done that all these other bands have not done is they took all these elements, all the things, you know, the the uh, the, the tapestry of everything that they love and they wore it proudly on their sleeve. They didn't try to. Well, <laughs> I guess Glenn did take credit for some of it or try to take credit for some of it. But. Um, the, the, uh, the thing is, I mean, it's blatantly obvious, a song like Night of the Living Dead, we all know comes from a movie called Night of the Living Dead. Um, but then there is the lyrical side, Glenn Danzig's lyrics. We've talked about, uh, at great length, we've spoken about how Glenn Danzig is, is uh, influenced by Charles Bukowski. He is a, a fan and an avid reader of literature in general, and he likes Bukowski. And if you look at all that static age stuff, again, I've said this about a billion times now, uh, you look at all the static age stuff, and it's all beat poetry, man. That's what he's doing. That's what Look at TV casualty. Look at static age. Um, you know, just or very simple, you know, sort of poetry-type stuff going on. But the lyrics are not simple, you know, of anything but. You know, he's really writing... He's writing, there's a lot of subversive themes going on within his lyrics. I've also said this about the Misfits and their lyrics. The Misfits and their lyrics are, the Misfits are political. Even probably the data we're about to look at is going to say otherwise, but the Misfits are political. And what do I mean by the Misfits being political? Again, I did a little micro content video about this. It doesn't mean that they're like the Dead Kennedys. It just means that their music their, their lyrics are still talking about political things in the sense of like, you know, social politic politics, you know, the politics of being a teenager, the politics of being a misfit, essentially, the politics of feeling like an alien. You know what I mean? Kevin said perfectly, look at Bullet. Well, Bullet is, you know, Bullet is more, it's funny, actually, I would say that Bullet is not I mean, I guess it's a little political, but I would say Bullet is really more about, um, it's more about Jackie Onassis, you know, sort of, you know, uh, prostituting, whoring herself out um, to her husband after JFK is killed. I don't know, it's very, I'd say that song's actually, I mean, I guess it's political, but not political in that kind of way. Um but my point simply is, is that like the misfits wrote about the politics of being like of of the, the politics of teenage angst and the politics of loving horror movies. You know what I mean? The idea of like, you know, it's just a ghoul's night out. You know what I mean? Or uh, check into a horror hotel. You know, even though Howie Pyro was like, hey, Glenn, write a song about horror hotel because I love it so much, you know, or London Dungeon. It really sucks being in this British hell, you know what I mean? Uh, That's Glenn writing about the politics of, like, you know, getting thrown in jail, you know? And so, I mean, like, everything is political on some some level. There's, There's a lot of deep, subversive stuff still going on in Misfits lyrics, even if it's not, like... Even if it's not like, you know, Dead Kennedys, you know, uh, Fresh fruits Rotting Vegetables or, you know, whatever, Holiday in Cambodia or whatever, California Uber Alice, yada, 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 one, two, three, X, Y, Z. Um, another thing that's interesting to note is when you really want, when you divide punk up, you know, when you look at it, it's really like the British punk that's more that's more political, I would say, and the American punk, not as much. I mean, yeah, you had, American punk bands that were political with their lyrics, but you really see that more, it's more about like the class struggle in Britain while in America it's not as much, again, it's the about the politics of being a teenager, that's what the dictators you know, it's funny, everybody talks about the music side, of the the influence of of uh, or the musical influence of bands that, that contributed to punk rock, but what about the lyrical influence of bands um, and one of them is the dictators, man the dictators with their lyrics, I mean, that was like how Legs McNeil was like, this is punk rock because the, the dictators are writing about like, you know, drinking Coca-Cola for breakfast. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think the Misfits do an extension of that. You know, he's writing a love letter to Vampira, you know, mistress to the horror kid, you know, or I send my murder gram to all these monster kids. I don't know. Um, a, a rallying cry. Where Eagles dare. You know, um, we pick up every loser, you know, with jaded eyes and features. You think we really care? Um, so there's all, it's all there. Night of Living Dead being about bums and junkies on the street and using, you know, this, you know, projecting, projecting zombies onto that, you know? So there's like, there, there's definitely, the, the songs are not at face value. I once asked Kenny, Doyle and Jerry's brother, I said, Kenny, it's in my one of my in my in my interview and I'm go and the problem with that interview was I think when I asked that to Kenny I don't know if he's taught if he was necessarily answering me from the context of 77 to 83 he might have been thinking about the 95 misfits because Kenny was heavily involved with that as much as he was you know involved with the uh uh, uh, uh 77 to 83 misfits you know um and so to him he was like everything that was at face value a horror song is or the horror the 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 song is about the horror film and that's it, bar none. Uh, and I think Kenny was wrong. You know, again, <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, I I don't think and and the thing is, I don't think Kenny's an authority on that subject, really. I think the only person who's an authority on that subject is is Glenn or anybody that Glenn told those you know told someone what those songs were about. You know, so if Glenn told you what that song was about. Then, you know, you could say, oh, well, you know, Glenn was talking about, this is what Glenn said the song was about. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> that came out all jumbled. In any case, let's get to our, our, our main, main topic here. So this is Teenagers from Mars. And again, if you are on the Facebook, you need to be on the YouTube so you can see everything. A Corpus Stylistic Analysis of Misfits Lyrics by Joseph Pentel. Pental Angelo. Oh, before we get there, one final thing. Huge shout out to Francois. Fuck, I can't pronounce your last name, Francois. Francois, two months ago, Francois bought me a big cup of coffee. Um, John Voice of Doom as well. I think I gave him a shout out, but I just want to shout out my boy Francois from Canada. He's all the way up in Canada, and uh, his last name is uh, Coder. I, man, I'm, I, if I'm butchering your last name, I am so sorry. But I just wanted to give a, a, a tip of the hat because I did not see, I did not see that he had bought a cup of coffee. And I just thought it was, you know, like the right thing to, to just shout that out real quick. Great song, mate. I don't, dead, I don't know what you're referring to. Which song were you talking about? What's up, Rue Moore? Glad to have you in the, in the house. Rue, you're going to like this one tonight. So again, quick shout out, Francois, you rock. If you want to buy a cup of coffee and support the creation of this art, you can do so. There's links to do that. Please subscribe, leave a comment, like this video. Okay, here we are. We're diving in. So Joseph Penta Penta Angelo, I guess is his name. Joseph Penta Penta Angelo, the Graduate Center from CUNY, which is, uh, those are the city universities of New York, okay? CUNY schools, so right here in New York. Um, thank you, dead. Thank you for uh subscribing. I really appreciate it. That really helps. Okay, so here's the thing brief misfits overview. Okay, so one last thing. So this guy is in college, and what were he's in school, and what he did was for his school project, he basically did this in depth analysis of misfits lyrics, and it like blew my mind. I was like, this is such a cool topic. And if you are on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about. Um, so the Brief Misfits overview. <laughs> welcome to my Ted Talk. <laughs> Actually, welcome to Joseph's Ted Talk. It's not my Ted Talk. I can't take I can't take credit for this, okay? Ah. Brief Misfits overview. A four-piece band, lyrical obsession with mid-century American pop culture. So here's a guy, here's a guy who's breaking everything down. He's not even a Misfits fan from the sound of it or He's not, he's coming, maybe he's a Misfits fan, but he is coming at this from a pure academic standpoint, which is super freaking cool. I mean, that's so awesome. You know, like he, it's just, it's like, it's like the bias is completely stripped and it's just like, I am speaking about academia. Um, Founded in Lodi, New Jersey, 1977. Lyrical obsession with mid-century American pop culture. Marilyn Monroe, Rat Fink, JFK, and B-movies. And I guess, honestly, even more than I just gave this whole spiel about, you know, the misfits and, you know, how their lyrics are political, even if they're not political. But I think even more so, the, the misfits lyrics are, you know, are, are, are. Political by way of American pop culture, you know the misfits. The misfits' social politics are by way of Marilyn Monroe's death and JFK dying, and then you know Jackie Onassis prostituting herself out, or you know the Rat Fink covering, covering Ragmop, or sorry, doing the the cover uh, of, of of Alan Sherman's cover of Ragmop, you know, as Rat Fink. Um, Classic era, so notating right then and there That there's a classic era Uh, From 1977 to 1983 Two studio albums Walk Among Us and Earth AD Wolf's Blood Plus a number of singles, compilations And unreleased recordings No mention of the Static Age album I guess because he's looking at it strictly From what they did from 1977 to 1983 In terms of output Uh, Variable lineup But Jerry-only bass and Glenn Danzig vocal's lyrics were consistent throughout this era. New era, 1995 plus, no Danzig, less well regarded. Very interesting. Uh, Zombie John says he nailed it. Man, Zombie John, I agree with you, man. I totally think he nailed it. I agree with that. All right, on to the next thing. So here are the goals of this thing that's called a corpus. And what is a corpus, might you ask? A corpus is as follows. Ready? I I had to look up the definition here. A collection of written texts, especially the entire works of a particular author or a body of writing on a particular subject. So, for instance, uh, Charles Darwin, who wrote about, you know, evolution stuff. There's the Darwinian corpus. So we're looking at the Danzigate, the Dick. we're looking at the Danzig corpus here, okay? That's what this is. So he's like applying the super academic classical, like structural way of collecting written works, um, and his ide- the goals are to identify lyrical features typical to classic era misfits. So are there reoccurring features uh, that are that make that make a, a misfit song typical? And I think, obviously, the answer is yes. We know the answer is going to be yes. But the the actual breakdown of the data, it's still fa- it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see it. Uh, while doing the analysis, I found a bunch of words coined by the misfits, which provided a third goal. Yeah, <laughs> the, Danzig- the Danzigian corpus. That's exactly what it is, man. So this is the Danzigian corpus. Um, so it's very interesting. So while Joseph is doing his, ana- his his analytical breakdown, he finds that the Misfits have actually coined a bunch of words, which then provided a third goal. Document the words that make their first attested appearance in Misfits lyrics. Mind blown. Now, now, now one thing, though, one thing, does Joseph, Joseph might think that they are coined by the Misfits, when in fact they might be colloquial terms and slang that had existed for a really, really long time. And maybe Joseph is not aware of them, but at the same time, you think that that would Joseph in his efforts to, you know, um, Joseph in his efforts to sort of analyze everything, he would, he would, he would look that up. He would, he would look and see what, he would look and see what is a real word and what is not, or what is a colloquialism and what is not. So, so I think that I, th- so the misfits coined a bunch of words, according to this analysis, very mind boggling to me. Fascinating method. Okay. So now he talks about his method for breaking this down, construct corpus. Cause we said that's a collected body of, of written works of classic era misfits lyrics. And then here you go. Here are some of the he, he has some some photos here to sort of like, you know, I guess make everything look a little bit more decorative. One. All right, we already talked about that. So he downloaded lyrics to all 54 songs, cross-referenced lyric sources, made spellings consistent across songs. That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, here's the other problem. Here's another problem with Joseph's. There's there's one there's one fly that. That, that winds up in the, in the ointment there, Joseph, buddy, pal. Um, the, nobody knows what exactly the lyrics are. A lot of the lyrics are contested. Some of the lyrics, not as much. He said he downloaded lyrics from the internet. And he says he did this in, I think this was from 2015. So therefore, he might not, when did the second lyric book come out? So therefore, Joseph might not even have, I mean, where did he download the lyrics from? Did he get them from Mystic Central? Like so, there's a, there's a possibility that Joseph isn't even like he don't even like necessarily. He might the, the data might be corrupted, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so we need to put that into our our uh, analysis of his analysis, right? Um, so he removed phrases and choruses that were repeated two or more times, leaving only a single repetition following Petrie Penbaker, and Silverstein Silverston in 2008 I don't know what that means and I guess I don't know is that how you do that if you do a, you could do a parenthesis and then a period and then another parenthesis. that's pretty crazy uh, I am not one for yeah exactly man missed it central right uh, I am not one for uh, uh, grammar I'm not a, I wish I, I was more I wish I was more grammatical than I am. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if that's correct or not. I guess that is really, really academic, some sort of academic way of doing that. Uh, so he's removing repetitive lines. Um, then he imported lyrics to TextStat, a corpus building and analysis program. So, TextStat, I mean the S S T A T, Stat, which would lead to the word statistic, right? So you're creating statistics using a bunch of words. So it's like literally you're analyzing data. You know, you're analyzing data and then creating statistics from that data. And he's doing it with Misfits lyrics of all things. Okay. Using the default English stop words list from ranksnl words. I remove stop words, high frequency words that make up the bulk of any given corpus, i.e. I of you on, okay. So I guess what this means, because this is going so above my head, totally right now. He used some sort of list that stops words in within text stat, right? That's what he's saying. So he stops. The, for instance, he filters out I, of, you, and on, which would also kind of skew the data or at least like the more interesting words that are more frequent would get buried under you, I, of, on, because they're so common. Uh, so he had to remove them. That, that makes sense to me. Okay. Is everybody following along with that? That, that makes sense. It makes sense for me. Okay. Let's move on. Method number two, compare Misfits Corpus to rock and pop corpora. So I'm guessing, uh, A corp. Well, let's look up what a corpora is, okay? I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about here. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about here. It says corpora is a plural noun. Okay. So a corpora is a collection of corpuses. So that's like the plural for corpus is a corpora. So he's comparing. Wow, this is so crazy to me. So he's comparing Misfits, the Misfits corpora or the Misfits corpus to other bodies, you know, lyrical bodies, maybe the Beatles or Led Zeppelin or something. Who knows? Or maybe other punk bands. Who knows? Crier um, and I'm not going to even pronounce that dude's name because I already we already know how much I suck at pronouncing things. I, oh, my goodness. Cryer and Mook. Mukherjee in 2007 created the GBOP, a major pop corpus containing lyrics to 27 of the top 30 U.S. pop albums from 2003. Interesting. Okay. So there, so this stuff exists. There's like, they're doing all these, these tests and like, or whatever you want to call it studies of like, you know, lyrical content already. Um, and then uh, this guy, Katz Nelson, et al., 2010, created corpora for rock, pop, country, and hip-hop, covering the 22-year range. I use this one predominantly. So he's basically saying, I use, I'm using, the, he's, he's talking about the various corpora that he is using to compare to his Misfits corpus. Um, we Will Rock You from Folk in 2012 presents an analysis of several different pop corpora so it's a bunch of different collections of lyrics as well as rankings of lyrical content in rap and hip-hop country and new age genres so we're gonna get all this all this data and then line it up um, as far as spelling is concerned in my opinion. I don't know what you, what, you mean, Zombie John. Are you referring to Misfit Central? I, I don't understand. Please elaborate, Zombie John. Um, okay. Next. Method three. Okay, all right. So he does use punk lyrics to do this. Okay. He is going to use punk lyrics. He goes, three, produce punk corpus to create the fairest comparison I created a corpus of lyrics from punk bands who coexisted with the Misfits and were either hugely influential or particularly close with the Misfits or both, using the same methods as for the Misfits corpus. No covers were included in this corpus. So he, is, so this is a great idea. So not only is he doing, like, the pop stuff, he's also doing, and you know, just whatever genre stuff. He's getting even more in-depth. He's doing it for punk in particular, which I think is good. Man, that cherry vanilla is delicious. Uh, So he has youth anthem for New Order. Reagan Youth, often played with the Misfits. Uh, Reagan Youth did not often play with the Misfits. They played one show with the Misfits, but fine. Rocket to Russia by the Ramones, hugely influential, obviously. Damaged, Black Flag. Important hardcore punk band frequently played with the Misfits. That's true. Or, you know, played several times with the Misfits. Machine Gun Etiquette, The Damned. The Misfits played with this classic English punk band several times and were influenced by them, for sure. Um, Zombie John says, I mean, if he's trying to use spelling in his data, as mentioned before. Yeah, I I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. But that kind of leaves, it's kind of like a variable that I don't know if he considered. He just considered whatever he's gonna find on the internet to be like fact, like correct. So I think he needed to add that in his in this thing, you know. Because look at the detail that he's going to with this stuff, and then he's not including that, you know. Um ID, uh IQ32 EP and Conquest for Death single, the Necros. Uh the Misfits frequently played with this band and often joined each other on stage. Yes, that is true. I'd say the Necros probably did more shows with the Misfits than any other band. Uh, and Todd swallow as everybody knows, drummed for the Misfits. Uh, never mind the Bullocks, it's the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols, the biggest English punk band Jerry Only partied with Sid Vicious the night before the latter's death. Uh, but, And I'm sure that the Sex Pistols definitely influenced the Misfits in some way, shape, or form. But I mean, can it really be said that Uh, You know, he's associating the Sex Pistols with the Misfits because Jerry only briefly hung out with Sid Vicious one time. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thread to connect those two, but I guess. Okay, fine. Whatever. Method. Four. Create and compare frequency lists. Five. List words first recorded in the Misfits lyrics. Check for the words in the OED, C O C A, and the C O H A. I guess those are the other corpuses or corporas. Okay, check this out. This is cool. This I thought was cool. Ready? What's up, Russell? Casualty. You gotta join us over on YouTube, buddy. If you're not there already, that's the only way to do it. Um typical, oh, oh, typical lyrical features, basis, basic statistics. After removing stop words, remember what the stop words were, people. The stop words are going to be words like you or I or yada, 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 stuff like that, right? So after removing that stuff, after removing the stop words, there are 1,041 word types. What does that mean? What is a word type? 3,633 tokens. Fifty-four songs. What is, is a token? Well, I don't. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. And what's a word type? Is a word type just like there's one thousand forty-one different words in in fifty-four songs. Um, average of nineteen word types and sixty-seven tokens per song. Okay, so word types would be, I guess, words, right? So there's an average of nineteen. Huh. What is this token though? 441 words are hypax legomenia, i.e. types with only one token. Oh. The differences in spelling of certain words in Glenn's lyrics have often been a bone of contention in official transcription. Yes. Yes, we know. And then, you know, uh, uh, on top of on, on top of that, then you have um, you have Glenn, possibly uh, because Glenn can be kind of unreliable in this sort of way. You have Glenn sort of changing things up or telling us, "Oh, like that's not the; those weren't the l- real lyrics. These are the real lyrics." And then just you know making up, you know, whatever, like throwing throwing everybody off. Um, being, uh, what's it called? What's the word? Uh, Damien was talking about this, uh, just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing, because you know, Glenn would just get mad if you figured him out. That's basically what it is. Glenn doesn't want anybody to ever figure him out. So lyrics that are used, (laughs) that's right. Pod 138 is absolutely about violence. All right. But guys, who's really academic here? Is anybody super academic? What is a word type and what is a token? That's what I want to know. Uh, Zombie John says, I always chalked it up to people attempting to ascertain the lyrics from audio sources only. Just asked Hetfield. Right, right. And that happened with uh, freaking Green Hell. And then getting the lyrics from Glenn. There's some video of, of, of Jason Hetfield. He gets the lyrics from Glenn, and, and he's reading the lyrics, and he's like, is this, you know, is Glenn punking us? What is, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Um, so let's, all right, so I'm so sorry, guys, to, to get this nitty-gritty, but again, I like to pride, I think we pride ourselves on on our, um, you know, uh, being super detailed. So let's look up packs, Legomania. All right, ready for this? <laughs> oh, jeez. So this is... So Hypax means a term of which only one instance of use is recorded. Oh, come on. You need a, a that's like a $50 word to just simply say that. You're going to make us pronounce Hypax legomania because you can't simply say uh, a, 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 a one time used word. Come on. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry to hear that. Neither am I, Eric. We're we're in the same boat. We're both not academic. A word type is like a verb, an adjective. Thank you, Mort. Mort, coming in the clutch. Appreciate that, buddy. Okay, so a word type is like a verb, an adjective, and a noun. So there's an average of 19 word types. But but Mort, what about what about tokens? Let's look up what a word token is, guys. This is like a mystery, and we're solving it together. Through the internet, <laughs> word tokens. Let's look at ah. Okay, check it out. I found it, you guys. I found the. I found the answer. <laughs> no, I found the answer. Check it out. So, a word token. The term token. Here, I'll just. I'll just copy this and paste it into the thing. Instead of to doing all this nonsense here. This is what it is. Uh, the term token refers to the total number of words in a text, corpus, etc. Regardless of how often they are repeated, the term type refers to the number of distinct words in the text, corpus. Okay, So, so there are 1,041 unique words, distinct words, There are 3,633 tokens total. So there's 3,633 total uh, words in the 54 songs. And then there's an average of 19 word types. So a word type is, as uh, uh, freaking Mort said, uh, a verb, an adjective, an noun. Everybody follow this along. And then uh, 441 of those words, which is 42% of those words, are unique. They're never repeated again, AKA uh, HyPax Legomenia. And I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, A thing serving as a visible or tangible representation of a fact, quality, feeling. Okay, that pod is that, that's a, I guess that's also definition of a token or something. Uh, Zombie John says, that's exactly what Glenn told me. I spent about 10 years, uh, if I, Wondering if I worded my question wrong. Um, all right, you got to break us down, Zombie John. What happened? What did you ask Glenn? Um, and what what was the response? Give us, a, give us a full breakdown, Zombie John, and I'll read it. Um, so again, that's what the term token is. That's what I put in there uh, in the thing. And again, if you're just joining us, please like, uh, leave a comment, or subscribe to this channel. Many different ways to support the creation of this content. Just want to say that. You know, I got to say that. Um, so, so our, our buddy Joseph says, this is pretty repetitive. And this is after cutting out phrases and choruses that repeat more than twice. So actually you could times this number by at least two. So there's really, there's even more, there's, there's over 2000, there's 2082 words or, you know, 6,000, sorry, 7,000, uh, 66 words, you know, uh, I don't know. Um probably did my math wrong just now, but whatever. Okay, so check this out. This is cool. Look at this thing. Look at what it says here. Ready? Typical lyrical features. Top 10 lyrics. 13% of their tokens overall. Ready? Number one. Oh. Oh, all I want to know. Go. Uh all all ghouls go to hell. Three, hell. I'll be seeing you in hell. Four, blood. You would think blood might have been number one. Blood, spit up blood when you cough. Five, yeah. Yeah, evil is as evil does. Six, gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna live my life to destroy a world. Seven, how is whoa number seven? Come on. Whoa is that number seven? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love that that's a quoted thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Number eight, come. Come sweet death. One last caress. Number nine, death. I'm possessing your death. Ten, face. Pumpkin faces in the night. So those are the top ten lyrics. 13% of their tokens overall. That's so funny. And oh, all I want to know, Astro Zombies... Ghoul's Night Out, Die, Die, My Darling, Cough Cool, All Hell Breaks Loose, Astro Zombies, um, Astro Zombies and a Bunch of Songs, Last Caress, Blood Feast, Blood Feast, (laughs) and Halloween. Wow. Someone needs to make a song using... Wow, Pod, you might be the greatest genius. Pod might be the greatest genius of all time. That is like, hold on, I want to. I just want to leave it there so I can. I'm just going to screenshot this because this is like, this is just brilliant to me. Hold on, real quick, I have to screenshot that. This is so brilliant to me. That is too funny. Um, I it's a con it. Pod, it's a contest. Guys, we we have a new contest. The whole horror punk scene is made out of those ten words. Ha <laughs> I agree, man. Holy crap. Like, and then what's so funny is like, look at all of Glenn's other songs in Danzig. He has like a song like, you know, uh, Black Hell and Skull for <laughs> Kiss the Skull. Why isn't Skull one of these words? Okay, I'm gonna make, oh, I am going, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's the homework, people. Here's, since this is an academic class, here is the homework for next week. And I'm super serious about this for next week. Um, come again, same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Come over here and write a song using these words. Uh, and we will read some of them. So if you take the time to do this, Send it to me. Send it to me via uh, inbox on They Came From Lodi. And, you know, write on the thing or write in the group. Let me know. Or you know what? Even better, share it in the group so we can all enjoy it. Yes. That's what I want done. Okay. So if you don't belong to the Facebook um, They Came From Lodi group, we're literally making this up as we go along, people. Here's what we just got to stop. Wow. Have I really been doing – guys – I've not been charging my laptop this whole time. Holy crap! We almost lost power. That would have been so bad. All right, guys, this is a real contest now. Look, I'm going to put this in here. If you go to the, if you go to the, 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 um, if you go to the Facebook group, the, the, the Lodi Facebook group, I'm putting the link right here in the, in the chat. Here you go. There it is. Go to this Facebook group. And write song lyrics using these lyrics. You have oh, go, hell, blood, yeah, gonna, woe, come, death, and face. And next week, I'll pick, you know, if three people write, like, you know, that's assuming that three people actually do it. You know, if three people, or maybe the five best or something, I don't know. I'll read a couple of them, a couple of the best ones on uh, a, a determined amount. Uh, So go, that's the contest. Go to the Facebook group, write your, (laughs) write your lyrics here, write, write a, write a song with these lyrics. You don't have to write, just write, write a poem. You're essentially writing a poem with these words and uh, I will read it next week on air. Super serious. This is happening. Pod, great idea. Pod's magic. Great idea to make this a contest. It is. Rue, you got to do it, buddy. You got to do it, Rue. Rue Morg, you got to do it. Just do it. I'm going to do it too. I can sing. If anyone, want, if any one of you want to play guitar, yes. Zombie John, it please write a song. I will play it on the air. Or even better, I will invite you on the show and you can play it on the air. Whatever you want to do. Super serious. Super deadly serious about this. Here you go. That's the link, guys. Facebook group. Uh, if I don't have anything, listen. If I don't have anything by next week, then I just won't do it. Or I'll just do it for myself. I'm going to do it for myself because I think it's really funny. Um, But I'd love for any one of you to join me. So come on. Great idea, Pod. Great idea. So typical. All right. So we did that. Typical lyrical features. All right. So now we have a graph. And this kind of reminds me of the graph. You know that famous graph of like what the Ramones want and what the Misfits want. I love that. I got to pull that up right now. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, what the misfits want? I wonder if that, I wonder if that inspired this, uh, study. It's so great. Is there a really big one though? I should have had this all ready to go before we, nope, of course not. Oh, here it is. There we go. Beautiful, beautiful. That's what I wanted. All right. Real quick. Let's, uh, shrink that down for a second so we can look at that this is i was reminded when i'm looking at that other that other graph and then i see this graph and it just it's so funny but this is literally this is literally <laughs> the song's written zombie john says the song is already written so i guess he's just going to pull from what's already there so that means zombie john zombie John's song is going to be oh let's see it let's see let's try it. oh go hell blood yeah gonna whoa come death face oh go hell blood yeah whoa come death face (coughs) it's too funny or let's let's reverse it what happens when you reverse this face Death, come woe, gonna yell. Yeah. Blood, hell, go. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love this graph. Because I'm when I'm looking at this graph, when I see a graph like this, I'm immediately reminded of this. The Ramones want to steal from the rich and give to the poor. They want to live. They want to live my life. They want to puke. They want to sniff some glue. They want something to do. They want shock treatment. They want to have some chicks. They want to get some kicks. They want to be sedated. They want the airwaves, and they want to be your boyfriend. What do the misfits want? Your skulls. It's it's beautiful, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. I'm uh, r- really glad to hear that that I that I nailed it. Um, I don't know. I just think that that is that is too good, man. That is too funny. Okay. Um, so here is the graph, I guess this is the same, oh, this is the same thing as this. This is, that's it in, um, I don't know. Oh, this is by Tokens, okay? So that's the graph by Tokens, right? Typical lyric, lyrical features, uh, fun with woe and oh, that's what I really should have called the, this this um, episode, should actually be retitled, fun with woe and oh. O appears at least once in 19 songs or 35% of the corpus. So at 35%, so 19 out of the 54 songs, Glenn Danzig put an O in his song. I mean, (laughs) perfect distillation. Come on, you guys. You guys are silly. Um, Woe appears in 10 songs or 18%. Isn't that funny? So if you ever wanted to have a Misfits nerd trivia contest and you said, what appears more in the Misfits catalog? Is it whoa or oh, you could trick someone and go, actually, it's oh, there's there's 19. I mean, this is crazy, man. It's almost. God. It's almost there's 50 percent more oh than there than there is whoa in Misfits songs. 50% 50% more O than Whoa in Misfit Songs. Because Woe appears in t- only 10 songs or 18% of the corpus. In all but one of these songs, Woe is followed by an O. That's crazy. So in nine of those songs, so not only so not only do they overlap in a Venn diagram, where every song with uh every song with Whoa, or nine of the songs, ninety percent of the songs involving "woe," also have an "o" right after it. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I turned into a Martian. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't even recall my name. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And it's a whoa, 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 whoa. Some kind of hate. That is funny, man. God, what a genius thing to do. Whoa. Because the thing about a "woe," we've talked about this before. What is it that makes the "woe" so great? First of all. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but right off the top of my head, I can't think of any other punk band using Woe in their songs. It, Please. And I'm talking about, not, I'm not talking about anything in horror punk that comes later. Before, I'm just talking about Misfits. Let's talk about from 77 to 83. Are there any other punk bands? Are, are the, are, no, I should say the Misfits are the first ones to do, you know, like, woes in their in their music. Did Glenn write the Heathcliff theme song? <laughs> I'm trying to remember how that goes, but I know it involves some woes. It definitely does at the very end. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, there's some there's some woes in the Heathcliff theme song. Now I gotta go listen to it when I when I finish this episode. Um freaking is there any other band that's doing woes? I mean it's a super unique thing, the woe. It's a super, super unique thing. And then the thing that's, I guess the thing that's so unique about the woe is that you don't have to know any of the other lyrics to the song. You could be your first time at a show and you go to a show for the first time and you really like the music, but you can't sing any of the lyrics. You can't, you know, um, sing, rip of things, I mean, I the things of life, I've been back and see for But you know, you can listen to Astro Zombies and go, "Whoa, all I want is you know." You know what I mean? Like you can just, or Night of the Living Dead, like you can just, you can just instantaneously belong with the rest of the crowd. You know, putting your arms around everybody, going, "Whoa." and instantaneously fit in it's kind of ironic that a band called the misfits have this lyrical feature in their music that does away with any sort of pretension that allows any misfit any kid anybody who just heard their music for the first time that night to just be woeing with everybody else it's such a it's a it's a lyric of unity is the woe. The woe is a lyric of unity. So that was a really sort of broken down way to talk about the woes. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. What does this do? I've never seen that. Remove and stream. Huh? That's crazy. Sorry, I just saw a menu I hadn't seen before. Okay, moving on. Top lyrical features. Top 10 nouns. All right does this get what 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 about this guys this is that before that was what was that other thing that was top 10 top 10 lyrics and this is top 10 nouns hell blood death face eyes baby ghouls night waltz and think all right this is really funny yeah pod you're right it's the english oi that's what it is the, en- the in england they're doing oi and what's funny is even the misfits you know uh, brain eaters they they do oi which i'm sure is a nod or a or a hat tip to oi in england um okay so here's what's kind of bs this is sort of silly so everybody knows mephisto waltz was was recorded in 1986 3 years after the band is broken up and yet the top 10 nouns include waltz and the only time waltz is used in a song is in Mephisto Waltz. So that's kind of weird. But this, this is pretty funny, man. Eyes, baby, ghouls, night, think. And think is literally one, one word. I mean, one song. Rat Fink is the only song to use the word think, right? And yet think is number, is top 10. So this data kind of feels a little wonky to me uh, with, with these last two songs there. I don't know. I guess it works, but I don't know. It's just kind of weird, a little weird. Comparison to pop and rock 10 most frequent nouns. So in pop music, the 10 most frequent nouns. So Cryer and I'm not, whatever, these guys also found love to be the most frequent content word in pop lyrics as a verb and a noun. Love, the most common noun in pop and rock alike, is only found 12 times in the Misfits corpus, less than effing, which is 13. So in the Misfits lyrics corpus, effing, F-U-C-K-ing, is used 13 times and love is only used 12 times. Yet in pop, pop music, love is the most frequent word out there. And it's tied with brains. Isn't that funny? It's tied with brains because of brain eaters. Yo, what's up? What's up, Russell? Casualty, just listening while I rap. Yo, Russell, uh, I don't know if you saw. I I sent you a response to your response, and I'm happy to help, buddy. Just just uh, text me. You have my you have my number. Text me, man. Um, Enjoy your present wrapping. Uh, Seasons greetings to all our Christian friends, and you know anybody who celebrates Christmas. I'm I'm Jewish, but I freaking love Christmas. Ho ho ho, or I should say whoa whoa whoa. the duop genre had a lot of woes because of the vocal melodies that backed up the main singer, kind of like kind of acapella. Yeah, very cool, Mart. Very cool. You're right. You're right. Um, and then Glenn took that and applied it to, to to punk rock. He applied it to the Ramones, right? In a weird kind of way. I love that. I, it's all. It's, it's like a. You know who else does that? Uh, I, I don't know if anybody anybody's a fan of Nimvind. Uh I love Nimvind uh one of my favorite contemporary i guess you call him horror punk i don't like to think of him as horror punk i think he's so much more than that but check out Nimvind if you haven't listened to him um and Nimvind has some songs where he does that sort of he has a song called i think it's hydron collider where he goes ooh are you are you are ooh are you are you are the beat is calling be back ooh are you are you are and it's just like this weird like sort of Okay, cool, man. Yeah, take your time, Russ. Take your time. I'm just letting you know I'm here to help. Yeah, it's just like sort of this cool little alliteration sort of thing. I think that's really interesting. All right, so let's take a look here. So, 10 most frequent nouns in pop, it's love, baby, way, girl, boom, heart, time, life, world, and man. Love, baby, love, baby. Way, girl, boom, heart, time, and life, and world, and man, love, baby, oh, love, baby, oh, way, girl, boom, heart, time, and life, and world, and man. And then rock is love, time, way, pain, world, life, baby, eyes, head, and heart. So you can find love, way, life world and heart wow so they have like six of the same words and in the misfits it, it's hell blood death face eyes baby ghouls night waltz and think. but we can really eliminate we should really eliminate nine and ten because they're only featured in two songs so the the statistical data is a little screwy here so it's really eight words you know and even then what other words use the word ghouls besides ghouls night out? I'm trying to think. If anybody can think off the top of your head. So then you're really looking at night, baby, eyes, face, death, blood, and hell. And really, blood, hell, and death are in so many songs. So the rock song will go, Love, time, way, pain in the world. Life, baby, eyes, hand, and heart. And the Misfits is just like, Hail blood, death, face and eyes. baby goose now and what's Fink, Death Machine and Man in Love, Nike Agogo. So great. Death Machine and Man in Love. Wow. We gotta break that down too. Alright, let's let's get through this first. Yes, all hail the Imperial Vind. That is Nim Vind. Um Comparison to pop and rock. Not really a fair comparison. Misfits are punk, not pop. Is punk even rock? Of course it's rock. Rock is, punk is just rock and roll. How do we solve this problem? You don't have to, because punk is rock. Punk rock. Comparison to pop and rock. Not really a fair, wait, what? Comparison to pop and rock. Comparison to pop and rock. Oh, how do we solve this problem? By creating a punk corpus so because it's hard to compare at least to them it's hard to compare pop and rock to the misfits they're going to solve that problem by doing a punk corpus to compare to the misfits corpus to see how much those align this is fascinating is anybody as fascinated as i am by this stuff punk corpus basic statistics after removing stop words, 1,348 types, there's 4,307 tokens, so that's more. 67 songs, as opposed to 54 songs, an average of 20 types and 64 tokens per song. Um, 656 words, 48% are not repeated words. Look at that, words. Ah, uh, thanks, Pod. Seven Seconds had woes. Oh, Gary, Gary, with coming in with the clutch. Uh, but okay, the seven, the Seven Seconds, does not predate the Misfits. Even though I don't think Seven Seconds was inspired much by the Misfits. Gary, can you please provide, please cite some examples? Send us, uh, send us some YouTube links so that we can listen and hear the Seven Seconds songs you are referring to, if if possible, sir. Um, so again, so 656 words uh, do not repeat; they're unique, uh, and then very repetitive, much like the misfits. 19 types song, uh, 19 types song, 67 tokens per song, and 42% hapex. Okay, top 10 lyrics. All right, this is pretty funny. All right, now try and make them. <laughs> now try and make a misfit song with these words, or, or just a punk song with these words. Hell, which appeared 45 times in in the Misfits corpus, shows up just twice in the punk corpus. That's crazy. And Blood, which appears 38 times in the Misfits corpus, is not in the punk corpus once. So in, in 64 songs of the punk corpus, Blood is not used one time. Instead, you got, got, no, gonna, go, just, want, oh, now, wanna, hate. There you go. There's another song. Gotta, no, gotta go, wait, got, no, gonna go, just, want, oh, now, wanna, hate. Hey, wanna, now, oh, want, just, go, gotta, go, no, go, no, no, show, for show. Sorry. (laughs) All right, check this out. So here's a graph. Here's a big graph. Let's take a look at this. Apart from a near convergence on gonna, not much is similar. So you have misfits here. You got the punk here. This is punk versus misfits. Ready? You have O is only is it 40 for punk, and it's almost at 120 for the misfits. Hell is non-existent. Blood is non-existent. While it's it, it, it's around the 40 line for misfits. Yeah is at 40 for the misfits. They converge on gonna woe is non-existent in punk, neither is come, death, or face. And then all of a sudden, got the misfits are dip way down to right below 20, while punk shoots up to 60. Uh, no, and then they don't converge again. Want is the closest they come to converging again. This is freaking nuts. So, this guy, um, Mort, this guy named Joseph did this. Uh, well, let me uh, find his name. But, uh, his name is Joseph, Joseph Pen, Pentangelo, I think. That's the dude who made this presentation, and it really is, like, super cool. Um, conclusion. So here's the conclusion to this. Characteristics. Lots of melodic pseudo words, woe and o. Oh which may be owed to Danzig's crooning, especially in early songs. Highly repetitive lyrics, pronounced tendency towards gruesome negative words. Um, okay, I, Gary, I'll be honest with you. I really don't, apart from seeing uh, Kevin Seconds uh, doing an acoustic set with Kepi Ghoulie, um I don't know anything about 7 Seconds. I just know they're a hardcore band from the West Coast, and we're around for a long time, and that Kevin Seconds puts out a ton of stuff and does a lot of touring uh, as an acoustic act, um, and that's really it. I don't know much else about them. Um, so again, if you want to provide any songs uh, for me to listen to where the, the, that Misfits influence might be around, I'd love to hear it. Um, <clears throat> In comparison to others, the Misfits lyrics are weird. They frequently use words uncommon even among like-minded bands and have an aversion to positive words like love, which are common in rock and pop songs. Next steps. See how Misfits lyrics change over time. Compare classic era list lyrics with post-Danzig lyrics. I don't know, if is Eric still here? Eric Cruz, here you go. Here's your... <laughs> here's your graves graves versus Danzig debate thing whatever you want to call it all right so check this out <laughs> look at this picture of uncle jerry um all right ready for this misfits contributions to the english lexicon all right so remember oh so this is super okay this is super exciting so we said wh- uh what what did the misfits the misfits actually coined Words that did not exist before and were used. So Glenn Danzig has coined words. Check it out. In addition to a bunch of invented Latin in Halloween, too, uh, right, so there's a bunch of invented Latin, or, you know, we've always been told it was just not common or, you know, standard Latin, but it's not, you know, who knows. Uh, The Misfits provide the first recorded instances of several words. Only one of which has attained any sort of popularity. This is bananas. So one, you have angel, F-U-C-K. Little angel, F-U-C-K. It's a shame that luck is the only thing. Angel plus F-U-C-K, a term of endearment or address. And two, devil lock. Devil lock, you rip your heart out, I have them. Devil plus lock, i.e. of hair. The Misfits distinctive hairstyle invented and still sported by Jerry. O. They should put this man if, if if Jerry was on money, this would be the picture that they would print on it. Like for real. Ready for this? Epid Epider Epidermit. An, epidermathy, an epidermity, epidermity. What do I always do with a TH? Epidermity, built on the root of epidermis, incorporating ectomy, abet, with metathesis of T and M. God, I'm so embarrassed right now. (laughs) This analysis supported by the implied meaning of the term removal of the skin. So that's not a word, or this is a word that was coined by Glenn. Epidermity. Epiderm- like epidermis, right? You have epidermis, epidermati, epidermati, epidermati. I don't know, man. Um, murdergram. <laughs> Glenn invented the word murdergram, baby. <laughs> yes. I send my murdergram to all these monster kids. A blend of murder and tell. Yes, we have a new type of... <laughs> I've invented a new type of communication. It is known as the murdergram. Sorry, that just cracks me up. A blend. It's just so scientific. I said my murdergram to all these monster kids. A blend of murder and telegram. <laughs> murderlation, of course. Who can forget about murderlation? Because the next time you can't take it, next thought, murderlation. a nominal form of murder modeled on strangle strangulation mutilate mutilation i seem to remember hearing this one in cartoons though uh mutilation that is just too freaking (laughs) okay jerry i figured out a new way for us to make a little extra income through the theme club so what we're gonna do is kids are gonna write into us and then when we come to their town on tour, we're gonna do a singing murdergram, okay? That's how it's gonna work. You're gonna do the backup vocals and I'll just do the, the, the lead vocals, okay, Jerry? That's what we're gonna do. Murdergram. Why is, okay, listen, I, I kinda wanna keep it for myself, but like, I guess if, wh- where's the band that's called Murdergram? Why has no band ever called themselves the Murdergram? <laughs> We're the murder grants instead of the murder. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think of the word murder junkies, which is a really funny word. If, <laughs> if you think about it, Gigi Allen is like, Gigi Allen's trying to think of the rottenest band name ever. <laughs> we're-, we're murder junkies. Like, we're not junkies who murder, we're addicted to murdering, we're junkies for murder. We're murder junkies. And then murder Graham. <laughs> Mur- oh, my God. That's a great name for a movie, too. Murder Graham? Like, you know, a serial killer that goes door. You hire a serial killer to go door to door. And, you know, and he knocks on your door and he murders you. It's like an assassin. So, yeah. oh, my God. I think I just had a hot take here. So a, a, a hitman, a, a mob, like a hitman, is essentially a murder Graham. That's what it is. Glenn just reinvented the name for assassin, a murdergram. I send my murdergram to all these monster kids. <laughs> I send my murdergram. <laughs> That's right. It's just so funny. I like never like thought. I never ever thought about this stuff like this before. This is like blowing my mind. You know. I mean, why? If I was a band, I would call myself the mur- we are the murdergrams. The murdergrams, and then your last name. You know how, like in a punk rock, you take the last name. That's it. I'm Jeff Murdergram. That's my last name. That's my that's my new punk rocks. St- <laughs> that's it. From now on, it's no longer screaming Jeff. I I hereby dub myself uh, Jeffrey Murdergram or Jeff Murdergram from now on. That's it, man. That's it. it it's official. From here on out, you will only s- Jeffrey Murdergram. Official man, there it is. <laughs> Jeffrey Murdergram. I dub myself. Wait, wait, do I have a little sword here? And I ah, have this letter opener, it's like a little sword. I hereby dub thee myself Jeffrey Murdergram. It's official, that's it. Oh my god, I love it. I'm 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 I'm, I'm owning that. I'm taking it. It's mine, baby. Jeffrey Murdergram, I love it. I'm digging that a lot. Okay, sorry. Um, wow, mutilation, Murdergram, and ep- oh, so I dare any one of you to try and pronounce this word, epidermity. Go ahead, pronounce that. You want to be rusty, Murdergram? Well, then you're going to have to join my band, Russell. You can be. I I, I will allow that, but I. Hold sway over this name, but I'll let you be Rusty Murdergram as well, just because I like you so much. It's you. You got it. You got it, pal. <laughs> Murdergram. Hi, I'm. Je- what is? What's better, Jeff Murdergram or Jeffrey Murdergram? I feel like the you need the Y at the end. Jeffrey Murdergram. It just works better. I don't know. Oh my God! Is that the end? We reached the end. Boo! It's over. All right. Well. That's okay, because there's one other thing I want to take a look at real quick. Um, let me see if I can find it. I want to look... You know, I was thinking about this. Now I want to look at the lyrics for Nike, a go-go, And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Probably not a smart thing to do to go to Mr. Central for this, but... Fuck it. I mean, F it. Excuse me, wow, I haven't been to this part of the website in a long time. Nike. Just because the the song, the the lyrics are, are very, very interesting. Yes, we would be like the Ramones, just the Murdergrams. Murdergram. I mean, it's like the perfect name for a band, the Murdergrams. I mean, it's like, Oh, God, you would think some horror punk kid would have invent, would have figured that out, and they just didn't. They never did. It's too funny. Um, all right, so Nike a Let's take a look at this. And the reason why I want to take a look at this here. It's pretty interesting. We've Now, some guy, some genius, actually took the time. Oh, why did it break it up like that? Whatever, that's even better. Go. It's a missile girl in a missile world. Human tongue feels aluminum plate. It's a missile, boy. Oh, 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 oh. Death machine and man in love. Oh, oh, oh. So to break this down, human tongue feels aluminum plate. My human tongue feels uh, the aluminum plate, which is... The, the body of a missile, right? And then someone, the, the the writer, whoever, is exclaiming, it's a missile, boy. Oh, 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 oh. So he's going, it's a missile, boy. Oh, 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 oh. And then saying, death machine and man in love. Because this song is about a guy who is in love with a missile, essentially, right? So death machine, missiles are death machines, and man in love. Oh, 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 oh. Tracking system check checks out pulse. All systems go. So the tracking system of the missile is checking. Checks out pulse. Is it checking out the human pulse? Like the human pulse is is beating for you know what is going to happen. All systems go, meaning like you know you cleared entry for fornication with the missile, right? guys making love to a missile literally um go 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 rocket blast fury with a manual sex drive rocket blast fury with a manual sex drive now here's what's interesting is this song about is the song whoa okay is the song about having sex with a missile or is it about masturbation Is it a song about self-love with your own missile? Let's take a look at that again. It's a missile girl in a missile world. Maybe not, so I would say missile girl in a missile world. Human tongue feels aluminum plate. It's a missile boy. See, when I think of that, I think of, you, you know, from Clerks and Mallrats, Kevin Smith talks about it. When the dude S's his own D. You know what I'm saying? Is that what that's about? Pod says, I thought it was about a man's obsession with massive death and how it's arousing. I don't I I mean, initially, I'm just kind of like, no, I think it's about a dude who just wants to have sex with a missile or is sexually attracted to a missile. It's a missile girl with a long, white face. A missile girl. Well, Nike is her name. You remember it. Like, remember it. I guess it is. I guess it's literally talking about having sex with a missile. Uh Oh, 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 oh. So it's like, it's like there's, what does the oh, oh, oh signify? Oh, oh, oh. I'm excited. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. Deadlier than any girl on any world. Oh, 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 oh. Nike be good. Nike be everything a woman is not. Finding. So here's the thing. The, the author wants the missile that is feminine, it's a feminine missile, to be everything that a woman's not. Nike, take my life along with yours, because when the missile lands, it explodes and it ex- and you both lose your life. All right, here's an, oh my goodness, this is really, really deep diving here. All right, this is super down the rabbit hole. I, well, Robbie, there's definitely the goddess, the goddess Nike probably figures into that. Let's take a look at that as well. Nike goddess, goddess of victory. So <clears throat> here we go. So Nike is the daughter of the Titan Pallas and the goddess Styx. Hmm. Let's just take a look at the basic definition. It's victory. Victory a go-go. Personified victory, because that's what the gods do. They personify victory. I don't know, man. I think it's about, all right, and then this gets really deep. Is this about a dude who, this is what's really provocative about the lyrics, ready? Deadlier than any girl on any world. So he's he's proclaiming, not Glenn, the, I'm talking about the, the character of Song is proclaiming his love for this missile, which is a girl, but Nike is also everything that a woman is not. Is Nike? Is, Nike, is this like? Is this like saying like you know? Is this talking about like like someone who's like a? a, a I mean, is this like talking about like a girl like a, 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 a metaphor for for a transvestite? Like it's really like think about it for a second. Nike be good. Nike be everything a woman is not. Woman's not. And also deadlier than any girl on any world. I don't know. The biggest missile would bring victory, of course. Yeah, for sure. And then the next part is, with a long white face, it's a missile girl. Well, Nike is the name. Remember it. Go, 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 go. Nike take my life along with yours. Go 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 go, and then there I go, and it's over. And then when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about, you know, because because rockets are are obviously they're also a metaphor for erection, right? Or or phallic. A rocket is a phallic symbol. So why would you name a female? Why would a rocket be female unless that's something to do with uh, transvestite? I don't know. Victory, death, sex. Yeah. I mean, all those themes are in the song. I don't know, man. It's so fascinating to me, though, like to really like look at these lyrics. Um, Take my life along with yours. So it's about like, so what happens when you. There I go and it's over. And then I'm thinking of the end. You know, you, you, you pop your cookies after, you know, coitus. There I go and it's over. Right. There I go and it's over. There I go and it's over. And then it's a go-go, a go-go. I wonder what... All right, let's look up one other thing. What is a go-go? Let's see if a go-go means anything. I mean, you hear that a lot. A go-go may refer to a go-go, a go-go. Yeah, but what is a go-go? There's no, like, definite... Oh, here... So for music, it's a form of funk music that arose in the 1970s. I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, Go. Go. Let's see if that brings anything up. Go, go. Uh, Relating to or denoting an unrestrained and sexually provocative style of dancing to popular music a style of dance music originating in black communities of Washington, DC and characterized by an incessant funk beat. So that's the second, that's the second definition right there. Right. But the first definition, this is interesting how he ties that into sex because, right. So it's relating to or denoting an unrestrained, and sexually provocative style of dancing to popular music. Gary says to look up Project Nike, it was a military thing. Maybe that's got some, I'm sure it does. I am, I'm sure it does. Let's see here, Project Nike. Project Nike, there you go. Right, And and then as Pod was saying, you know, talking about victory. So Project Nike would be Project Victory, right? Uh, was a U.S. Army project proposed in May. Who says the friggin' misfits are not political, man? Come on! Um, proposed in May of 1945 by Bell Laboratories to develop a line of sight anti aircraft missile system. The project delivered the United States' first operational anti aircraft missile, the Nike Ajax, in 1953. A great number of technologies and rocket systems used for developing the Nike Ajax were reused for a number of functions. Many were given the Nike name after Nike, the goddess of victory. The missile's first stage solid rocket booster became the basis for many types of rocket, including the Nike's Hercules missile and NASA's Nike smoke rocket used for upper atmosphere research. Wow. Okay. So so here's Glenn taking all these things about sex about you know um uh you know sort of almost like imbuing something that's really masculine with something that's super feminine with this feminine idea of maybe victory if it's like a goddess the goddess of victory right into a rocket and you know maybe masculine energy I don't know there's a lot I feel like there's a lot going on there, and you know the sad thing is if you were to ask Glenn, he'd just go, he'd probably be like, sure, not gonna tell you. Like he won't tell you. He's not gonna tell you what it's about. You know, a lot of artists they don't want you know they they write they create art. And the art you know they want you to think about what the art is. They don't want you. They don't want to have to tell you what the art is. You know, uh, as if it makes the art fail in some way. form. Sure. Well, who knows? Who freaking knows? Um, wow, this was really fun though. This was a fun deep dive. Uh, I really enjoy this thoroughly, thoroughly. Um, so yeah. So next week we're gonna have a contest. Uh, go re- if you if you just joining us, go watch the episode earlier. There's some words that you need to turn into lyrics. I will read them on uh next week's show which is our last show for the year last show for the year until 2021 which reminds me of the who song from tommy i don't know if anybody's a tommy fan but i love that song got a feeling 21 is gonna be a good year especially if you and me can see it in together got a feeling 21 is gonna be a good year robbie says Glenn was into some of that James Brown funk a la Green Hell. So maybe it was imagining doing a go-go with Nike. Huh. I like that, Robbie. That makes sense to me. Um, Oh, yeah. The James. (laughs) Right. Who is the person that put that together? They put that in the um, they put that in the group. Somebody put a fusion of James Brown funk with Green Hell. And it was really funny. I don't know if they did that because we. Uh, because Damien mentioned it on the Pizza Punk episode, something like that. Uh, If you are a fan of the Ramones, I had a lovely interview chat with uh, Monty A. Melnick, who was the Ramones tour manager from 1974 to 1996. He is basically the, talk about the innermost, innermost circle of the Ramones. He saw it all. He wrote a book about it. We talked a lot about his book. Um, I wanted to go, man, I tried to push the envelope in the interview, like, you know, like the, the nitty gritty goods on certain things and it just wasn't fine. So I did the best I could, but I really enjoyed speaking to Monty. He's a really nice guy. Really appreciate him coming on the show and you should really check out his book. If you are a fan of the Ramones. Yeah. Rue knows, Rue Morick knows. And, um, I got to tell you, his book dishes some of the goods about the Ramones, things that that you may never have realized if you're a Ramones fan. So check that out. Uh, Raphael says, searching for Murdergram, you can find a rap song and a book with this title. Also, there is a band called the Murdergrams. Damn it! Well, you know what? Screw them to hell because I thought of it on my own without any help. Now I got to look up the Murdergrams. Ugh. Murdergrams. This is very upsetting to me. This is terrible news. Let's take a look. What does murdergram mean? Wait, what? Look at this definition of murdergram. Okay, so Jay Z has a song called Murdergram. Uh, Jay Z, Ja Rule, and D M X Murdergram, huh? And then there's the Murdergrams. Hey, yo, don't go near those speakers. The big showdown, the display is skill. I'm the type of Picasso with your girl on the pill. Take a family snapshot. Kiss your wife. Cause I'm like the knife. The concrete is right, and I'll take your life. I'll take you like a python. Uh yeah. Not my yeah, not my cup of tea. I'd like to see the Murdergrams corpus. Me too, Russell. Rusty Murdergram. Rusty and Jeffrey Murdergram. That's right. Screw the rest. The Murdergrams horror costs. I guess this is the band. They only have 75 likes. I feel like we can lay claim to this name. We'll fight them for it. We'll fight them for it. That's what we'll do. There you go. That's the Murdergrams. Look at that. Cool album cover. Be be at uh, no, I. How dare you? How how dare you? You cannot. Don't even go. Don't you go there? I'm Jeffrey Murdergram. I dubbed myself Jeff. I am Jeffrey Murdergram. I don't care what anybody says, and I came up with it uniquely on my own. Look at these schlubs. Look at these schlubs. Look at these mother efforts. This was from 2012. Whatever. Murdergrams. It's a great name. It just wasn't for me. That's right. You have your own name. Murder Gram. Like Snow White takes your life. Sniff sniff. <laughs> oh, Murdergram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. A murder Well, do you have another? I exactly. Pod is right. I used a sword. Hey, it doesn't matter anymore because I use the sword. I am officially am Jeffrey Murdergram. It's my name. Jeffrey Murdergram, the greatest. Like, what a band name. Well, here you go. Look at these guys. These guys are freaking Mohawks over here. Look at these. Look at this guy. Durr, I'm putting a gun in my mouth. What a dummy. Forget this band, guys. We know, we know the deal. Here. Let's take a look at their homepage real quick. Sup, Eric. Oh man, you missed. We we did an academic breakdown of Misfit's lyrics, buddy. And it was really, really fun. I had a really, really good time. This was honestly one of my favorite episodes. I don't know why. I just had a fun time. I learned a lot. Uh, I mispronounced a ton of words like I do, as I do. And um, yeah, it was just it was good. It was it was good stuff. That's right. I do look like a murder gram. Hey, you know what? I got your murder gram right in. You couldn't see what I was grabbing when I said that, but I was grabbing it. You better believe it. Um, So the Murdergrams have a demo from 2012 on their band camp. They haven't posted since 2016. I think they only have 75 likes. So that means if I start a Facebook fan page for the Murdergrams and I get like 300 likes, I could absorb them. I will absorb them into my band name. Wait. Glenn sent his grandmother to kill Murdergram. Dude, I was literally, I don't know if you saw me earlier. I was literally I was Sam Hang Death Dealer handing out mur- Yeah, dude. I was, dude, I was cracking out. Don't worry, Eric. Don't worry. Um, this episode lives on YouTube, so you can just rewatch it at whenever you want. Again, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the channel, like, leave comments, yada yada yada. yada, 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 yada you know the whole the whole spiel. Um I was cracking myself up earlier, some of you saw it, just thinking about the idea of a murdergram and the idea of like, just the idea of murderlation, murdergram, and the, the idea of murder junkies. Thanks, thanks, Rue Morg. You too, man. You too. Um, just the idea of like Gigi Allen, just trying to think of the, the, the rottenest name in the world. And just going, no, we're the murder junkies, you know, because we're just, we're junkies for murder, you know, just like, I don't know, just really funny. What a funny idea of being, of, of being a murder junkie. And then, you know, murder Graham. you know, the idea of like, you know, essentially a murder gram is, is an assassin. You pay someone money and they go and they kill someone. Hello, murder Graham from blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, stab, 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 you're dead. Murdergram. It's the telegram of dead. Yeah, that's literally what it is. It's the telegram of dead. A murdergram is that's that's like when you hire a hitman or an assassin or whatever they you you literally you you pay the money and you go send them to send murder. You, you're sending murder to someone, and when they receive the murder, they die. It's a murdergram. Jeffrey murdergram. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's so good. What a great word. And Glenn invented that word. I just love it. I love it so much. I think it's really, truly, stupendously great. Um, It's a telegram of death, right? Yes, death, not dead, death. So yeah, so the murder grams, look, they don't even have a banner, man. They don't even, they don't care. They don't care about being, let's see what they wrote. Let's see what they wrote about the murder. If you're into good old-fashioned punk with a heavy dose of violence, then this is for you. If you're into horror, gore, blood, and the devil, this is for you. Murdergrams provide music to make your ears bleed and your stomach explode and leave you damaged with a mind of violence. Wow. Maybe they maybe they are more deserving of the name Murdergram. After writing something like that, look at this. Look at this. This is what this is what the Murdergrams believe in. Right there, that's that's what the Murdergrams say. Hey, I actually did. I kind of wrote the movie. It's it's a serial killer. It's a serial killer that goes around killing people. Murdergram or you know what the murder? Okay, okay, ready. I'm gonna write this movie right now. Rue, I got you covered. Here, here, we're gonna write this story right now. It's actually about voodoo, and what happens is, uh, you take control of someone who has died, and you use them. You send them to go and kill. So it's like a zombie assassin that goes and murders people that you wanted to murder. So it's under your power. the 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 zombie is under your power, and does your bidding. So it's not like the, the type of zombie that eats brains or flesh, it's the just a, a classic voodoo zombie. And it's called the murdergram. And that's what you do, you send out a murdergram to murder people. There you go, I mean, I, I could do endless, endless stuff with that. I send my murdergram, there I go, and it's over. Yeah, I mean, I guess a Nike missile is also a murdergram. Missiles are murdergrams, if you think about it. So what do you do, you, you, you load up a missile? like a Nike missile, and you send it to another country. It's a murdergram, right? There you go, and it's over. Um, So, yeah. Murdergrams, huh? Let's, Let's look at some photos of the murdergrams, too. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Sue them for copyright infringement. Look at these bastards. Murdergrams. The Murdergram set list as of now. We Are 138, Attitude, Horror Hotel, Bullet. This is all misfit songs. You need, you need to put up some MP3s. Don't have any yet. This was 10 years ago. So I guess they were around a lot longer. I wish we'd do Angel F, but not yet. God, they sound so stupid. Look at these guys. They literally stole the Crimson Ghost. Oh, I hate them so much! Oh, it's their first show ever. What a bunch of oh! So they, their first show was in twenty ten. They're commanding six dollars at the door for their first show ever. Who the who the hell do the Murdergrams think that they are? Truly, who do these Murdergram guys think they are? Let's take a look. Oh God! So disgusted by these Murdergrams. See what else. Oh, oh, how original. Hey, like, where do you think they stole that zombie from? Vince Massey. So I guess this guy is in Murdergram. Let's take a look. So here are the members of the Murdergram. You have Dave Campbell and Tim Anderson, Jr. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Tim Anderson, Jr., we can't find him. Vincent Massey. We have one mutual friend, how about that? Joey Image, we're both friends with Joey Image. Okay, what about Dave Campbell? The infamous Dave Campbell, Brick and Stone Masonry, okay. Look at that. And then Tim Anderson Jr., of course from Philly Episode 31 of Tim's Metal Show is now available. On this episode, I go through part two of Tribunal Records Catalog. You know, what's funny, though, is that there's probably someone who says the same thing about I'm literally this guy. This is Tim's Metal Show. This is Jeff's Misfit Show. That's Tim's Metal Show. I mean, it's the same. I mean, I can't even. How can I how can I make fun of this guy when I'm literally just the same exact kind of nerd? I can't can't do that. Yeah, well I think we need to, Rust. We need to do it. We need to do it. How do they sound? I haven't checked. I, I I haven't listened to them. So I don't wanna get, you know, I don't know. I just don't want anything bad to happen in the stream. Now I need a cult fan club called the Monster Kids. Of course. MurderGram. Hey Monster Kids, this is Jeffrey Murdergram coming at you. Keep keep your eyes peeled for XYZ one two three. Well, you're Buds from Lodi stole the Crimson Ghost, too, but I guess they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. The murdergrams. (laughs) Wow. You get extra original there, or unoriginal, I should say. Let's see what else. Let's see what other photos the murdergrams have here. Let's see what other murdergrams. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a still from Dead Snow. Look at that. Oh, man. Look at those Photoshop skills. Friday, December 10th at warehouse 24, 21 and over, older, over. Whoa, guys, this is formerly bootleggers, okay? I don't know, Jeff. You do something more than a typical metal. Yeah, I know, but you know, I just, I, you know, I'm sure, whatever. I, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like a real hypocrite making fun of him for that. Um, Let's see. let's see what else we got. Is this it? Is this all they got? Uh, the murdergrams. Let's put a cut let's put a cap uh, a picture of the Grim Reaper and then her name. The Murdergrams. Ooh, green crap. Yeah, let's just do this pic- Oh no, that's a face. Sorry, that's an eyeball right there. I couldn't even tell. It's so overly processed and pixelated. This, this might be the dumbest one yet, though. Oh God! It's so stupid! Murdergram's dude putting a pistol in his mouth, oh yeah, Murdergram's gonna have distressed celluloid look yeah, so so murdery ah, okay, okay, very cute. We're juxtaposing uh you know toddler toddler girl with uh murdergram's bumper sticker, oh yeah. They're Murder February 18th, 2012. They're putting out their feature-length CD mini jacket. Murder Yeah. Here's some of the ly- here's some of the songs. Horror cost. Oh, a cover of Astro Zombies. Drag Me Down to Hill. Drag Me Down to Hill? Angel F, Rats with a Z, of course. Ten Bells. Violent World. Wow. Whoa, there he is, the lead singer of the Murdergram. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Oh boy, what a what a fun, what a fun group of people that the Murdergrams are. Wow. Hmm. Ah, oh, but of course, we gotta see what they look like live on stage. There they are. The Murdergrams murdering everybody with their music. One note at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at them go. Look at them go. Hell, yeah, you guys. We got, we got it down pat. Look at that. They're just murdering the stage. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Um, so this is really fun. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, next week, what was this? Why did I put this up here? Oh, this is the death... Here are all the possible meanings and translations of the word murder ground. I think we already... That is crazy that the Misfits coined certain words, though. Um, so, yeah, so this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this content, please subscribe, like the page, leave a comment. Next week is our last episode for the year. Uh, I'm going to try and gain access to the material that I wanted to do a show about, um, about a very important night in the Misfits history from a perspective that is rarely heard. As a matter of fact, I want to say this is the only time you hear from this person's perspective. And uh, it really, it's an interesting one at that. And the problem is the blog is locked. i got to um, get the blog unlocked. I don't know how you do that. How you get a Google blog unlocked? So if anybody knows how to do that sort of stuff, you let me know. Um, What else can I tell you? What else can I say? Like I said, I'm cleaning this place up right now in the new year. Uh, A lot of stuff is going down. Uh, A a, a big overhaul. Uh, A lot of digitization. Tapes. Things. uh, As I I clear clear up this area. Um, What else can I tell you? I don't know there's nothing really else to say today i don't really have much to add just uh really enjoying those those dancing present memes a lot wait 10 more minutes we can get to two hours should just do that um i guess i can open it up maybe Really don't have anything else to say. I have this interview from Russell. It was this Tom Begowitz interview uh, from September 29th, 2001. Sort of a continuation of the th- uh, 12 Hits from Hell material. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. We Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'll save it for next week. Okay. So, so two things. One, our buddy Tony Matura hooked me up with a ton of zines some of which are not on Misfit Central. And we're going to read them on air. It's going to be really, really cool. Uh, I don't know. We might get some information that we've never heard before, period. So we got to do that. And I really want Tony to be there. And uh, might have uh, uh, John Voice of Doom there, too, at least for a little bit, just to say hello. Uh, The other thing is uh, I found the Henry Rollins uh, radio show. I have it. So I have Henry Rollins. It's not a lot. It's like seven minutes of Henry talking about the differences between the 12 Hits from Hell stuff uh, and the other more commercially available versions of the 12 Hits from Hell songs and plays them both back to back. Now, we can't listen to them both back to back, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to chop up just the Henry Rollins parts where he's talking about that and we'll look at that. And then we'll do the Tom Bagawitz interview that uh, uh, Russell has up on his site, tvcasualty.com. Um, and that's it, really. I'm, like, just really just stalling for time here, trying to stretch this out to two hours. I don't think I'm going to get there. I'm really running out of steam here. <clears throat> um, so, look, I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas, truly. Uh, as I said, I'll be freaking – eating um, Chinese food and watching movies because that's what Jews do on Christmas. We love to do it. I, I love celebrating Christmas. That's just the way that I celebrate Christmas. I don't do it with a tree. I don't do it with presents. Um, but I eat a lot of Chinese food and I watch movies. And so, you know, for me, that is my great American Christmas pastime. And I, I raise I raise my my cherry vanilla seltzer to all my Christian friends and all my Friends who celebrate uh, Christmas, a, a wonderful holiday, truly a great holiday. I'm reminded of the the lamp, the, the, la- the leg lamp from A Christmas Story, uh, Electric Sex, which is another great band name. You think that there would be a band name uh, called Electric Sex, and there's not. Eric says, have you ever covered the falling out between Danzig and Rollins? You know... I've heard over the years that there is a fallout, but I've also not really heard too much about it. I mean, I don't really know if there, I don't really know if there was a fallout between them. I just, I don't think they were super good friends to begin with necessarily. I think that they were, maybe they were more acquaintances than they were friends. I don't i don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't really think that there's that much to say about it. To be honest, I don't think those guys really talk or hang out. It's interesting how they're so synonymous with each other. I think one of the reasons why they're so synonymous with each other is because Henry has two Misfits tattoos. Black Flag played a bunch of shows with the Misfits, and Henry does grunts on 138. But remember, that's also Henry's first Misfits show. He's not even singing any words. He's just going, he's just grunting and maybe singing We Are 138. And for whatever reason, Glenn decided to put with guest vocals by Henry Rollins. Um, Eric says he saw an interview where Glenn commented on it and then never saw the interview again. So it's probably BS. And then the other thing, yeah, it was probably BS. And then the other thing that's interesting, too, is that um, all of a sudden you have the Henry and Glenn forever stuff. Because of all those things I just mentioned. This this dude who actually does a really funny. I don't know if you ever heard the the Washington George Washington song, Washington Washington, six foot ten, weighs a effing ton. That guy Brad Neely, he wrote a book called Henry and Glenn Forever. People have heard of the comic book. They quote Henry Rollins on the back. Someone brought him a copy. and says, "Has Glenn seen this? You know, because uh, I'm sure it probably make Glenn mad as mad as hell." Uh, And then that's the other thing that makes everybody think that Glenn and Henry are so synonymous with each other. Uh, I never knew of a falling out. Yeah. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't really think there is one. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're ridiculous. They're not close. I think Glenn's big connection to his past is, is Steve Zing. Steve Zing is that is his connection to his Lodi roots. Right. You know, I mean, I guess Doyle and Jerry now too, but, you know steve is like his anchor to that you know sort of you know time you know that kind of continuity um but does Glenn really keep up with anybody who knows i don't know um i've heard them say nice things about each other in interviews yeah exactly we know i mean henry is a huge record collecting fan of sorry that vinyl collector whatever you want to call it rabid vinyl collector so he did pay for a black horror business, or whatever it was, that he bought from, I think he bought it from Umberto. Um, So, I mean, like, you know, he's, and he probably has all his seven inches still, you know? And what's cool, the thing that I love about the Henry Rollins Mystic's collection, uh, sorry, connection, not collection, the thing that's really cool about the Glenn Danzig-Henry Rollins connection is that because Henry has these tattoos on his arms wherever you see Henry Rollins wearing a t-shirt you're seeing like this advertisement for the misfits and so it's just like it's like was Sons of Anarchy misfits you know um I remember I was I was on the Lower East Side I think Henry Rollins did a a Gap maybe it was Gap advertisement I believe it was on the Lower East Side on on a big billboard And I'm walking by and I'm like, there, uh, as big as day, there is the Crimson Ghost right there on Henry Rowland's arm in a Gap commercial. And I'm going, wow, how cool is that? That like the Misfits, it's like, once again, it's just like the Metallica thing. It's like the subversion of one thing through another thing. And that comes because of Henry's connection to the Misfits, whatever it may be. But I think that, the, I don't know, I think that gets played off way too synonymous because of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because of the the um, the evil eye, because of the the tattoos, because they did some shows together, because they took a couple photos together, you know? Because, um, you know, in, the reality is, I mean, Black Flag and the Misfits only did a few shows together. Uh, that, what, like five, six, seven shows, something like that? I mean, yes, the band stayed with the Misfits when they were on the East Coast, but they stayed with Jerry. You know, I, I don't know if was Glenn hanging around at Jerry's house when, when Black Flag was there? Maybe it's not it's undocumented. You know, it's funny for a band that is super mysterious and that we're all dying to know every last scrap of information about, I would say there's more documentation about the mistets than there are so many other bands. Think about every other band. And no, but the thing is, it's just that I don't think it's a I don't think it's that the misfits are mysterious; they're rather not mysterious. We know so much about the misfits. In fact, what it, uh, it's because we find the misfits interesting, right? That's what it is. Think about like how much do you know about Seven Seconds, right? Is, is is there a timeline of 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 every you know year of Seven Seconds' existence, and everybody's like you know scrutinizing it? Dead Kennedys, Sex Pistols, no. People don't do that for that stuff. They do it for the Misfits, though. You know, they do it for the Ramones, I would say. And the Ramones are pretty, that that timeline is pretty well documented. But, um, but yeah, but we we pour over it because of how fascinated we are by the Misfits. I mean, think about all the redundant stories that were told in this show that there are now 44 episodes of. 44 episodes since March. Uh, Think about all the redundancies that are in this show, but nobody minds. At least nobody's ever, you know, raised hell or spoken up about it. Why? Because we like listening to it. We like listening to the story. It's the same thing for me with the Beatles. I can listen to the Beatles story over and over again. The Beatles story is one of the most fascinating stories ever. I think Iggy Pop's story is pretty fascinating. I've read read two Iggy Pop biographies uh, in addition to Please Kill Me, which covers uh, Iggy pops, you know, career pretty, you know, I mean, not totally well, but pretty well. Um, I don't know, man, it's just about the the stuff that interests you. Um, okay. Now we've reached two hours and now I'm really going to sign off. Uh, again, if you're just following us like share subscribe, please subscribe to the channel. Please let the ads play out. When you let the ads play out, little pennies go in my unemployed pocket. Um, Keep Your Eyes Peeled for Pizza Punk featuring Monty A. Melnick, the Ramones tour manager, road tour manager from 1974 to, 19- to 1996. He was there for all 22 years and all 2,263 shows. That's right. So Monty has seen it all. Uh, we don't get, it's not a super in-depth uh, interview, as much, not as much as I maybe would have wanted it to be, um, but I did the best that I could. So with that, I will truly say happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year. We have one more show. Peace and hair grease.